Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode eight. Wow, eight episodes already. Where's the time gone? I hope you've been enjoying them, and um, importantly, I hope that you're finding them useful. If you're a new listener, thank you ever so much for joining. This episode is the format where instead of me sharing solutions from online resource and so on, we'll be having a conversation with someone about what getting better looks like for them in their work and their life. This week, we'll be talking to Mel Elliott. Mel is a very successful UK-based professional voiceover artist. In this conversation, we talk about what life is like as a voiceover artist, but also how Mel solves some of the problems that come up when working in a really fluid and changing world. I hope you enjoy the chat, and I'll come back at the end just to find out how much you liked it. So, without further ado, here's Mel Elliott, who's having fun with a stool. I've actually got a stool that's a bit spinny. So I might, okay. I, I'm try- spinny? Well, it's a... <laughs> Is that the technical term? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a breakfast bar stool, but I can't, I've got it on the lower setting, and I can't actually touch my feet on the floor. So I'm kind of feeling like I might spin a little bit. So it's been a sunny day. You've been uh, scheduling and all that kind of stuff. So um, tell the world, if you don't mind, a little bit about who you are, okay, where you're from and what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Mel. Mel Elliott. Hi, uh, Mel. Hi, Steve. Um, first and foremost, I'm a mum, I guess I should say, a mum of one beautiful eight-year-old daughter. And a partner, I have an other half, a better half, I often refer to him as, who is a teacher, has a very demanding job, a teacher and deputy head in his school. So like lots of mums, I keep us in order, on track, so to speak. Yeah. Um, My working background was in the public sector, actually, for 20 plus years, I would say, specifically in... Planning and commissioning of adult health and social care services. So, wow. a, cor- so a, a, a corporate... Corporate background. Background, corporate yeah. environment. But nowadays, and for the last four years, very nearly, yes, four years, I keep myself out of mischief by paying my way as a self-employed voiceover artist. And I'm also the local school web manager, I should say. They pay me. They pay me for that. Um, is, that is this full disclosure? Yeah, just in case. Yeah, just in case. Just, just in case the land revenue are listening. <laughs> oh, gosh. We can we can I we can edit that. we can we can edit, edit out that any edit that any bits. <laughs> and then so, on top and well then on top of that, I should add, I suppose, because this is all part of stuff you do in the day, isn't it? Voluntarily, I'm involved, like many parents are, in our local parents association for which I wear various hats. So this year, for example, I am officially titled the Fate Manager, which is our biggest fundraiser of the is year. Is that F-E-T-E or F-A-T-E? Well, with me in charge this year, who knows? Depends <laughs> how it goes. It could be either, <laughs> couldn't it? Yes, no, F-E-T-E. And okay. it's, our, it's our biggest fundraiser. We're a massive, we're quite a big school, two schools on the same site in infants and juniors. So thousands of people attend our fate. It raises, you know, seven, eight thousand pounds. Ten mm-hmm. of us, ten of us plan it. 
to which I have to guide this year, 120 volunteers on the day. So big, big task, although it's a voluntary piece of work, it's a big task. Um, and as it's um, a registered charity as well, which lots of parents associations are, we're yeah. required by the Charities Commission to have a board of trustees, of which I'm the chair. So another hat. How, wow. many, hat, how many hats is that? I don't know. I've counted three so far. Oh, that's uh, Possibly more. But anyway, a fair bit of juggling. I've never been very good at counting. <laughs> a fair bit of juggling. Let's just Juggling as well. Yes, and some juggle. I can juggle, actually. Can you? <laughs> I, I can, um, but but not for a significantly long periods of time. I can how, do... I can do How many pro- items? Uh, oh, only three. But okay. I, can do, uh, I can do probably for about 20 seconds before I drop something. I'm safer doing it over a sofa. So... <laughs> So, so school governor stuff, voiceover, designing the webs, mum, crikey, there's only 24 hours in the day. It sounds like you probably fill them all up. I do. That one must be hectic. Um, yeah, it is. I like to be busy, Steve. I do like to be busy. I'm not a, um, a person that enjoys not having something to do, but it is, it is hectic. And actually, when I left my job four years ago, I had a very demanding job. Uh-huh. And, like, and like many people, um, I don't take for granted the opportunity I had to just say, I'm going to leave that behind. It was a, it was a personal choice, but it was a stressful job, job and that's, that's partly why I left it behind. Yeah. And now I've simply filled my time with lots more, <laughs> lots more things, but by choice. Would you say that you feel more or less stressed than when you were in when you were doing that job oh gosh far less okay we 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 have i i didn't realize at the time that it was going to be as as good as we've managed to achieve we have a very very good work life balance now as a family it's worked so much better i i maintain in our situation that 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 wasn't the way it could carry on. Both of us couldn't have the big, demanding career. I get the sense that people are starting to make honest decisions about what that really means because, you know, as a person who's worked in a number of different industries, it's evident that uh, job for life, working nine to five every day, weekends off, that routine, that pattern um, just doesn't fit for a lot of people. Um, And people are seeking more creative, more constructive alternatives that can give, um, you know, give more back to their life without it necessarily, you know, without so much having to be taken away. Um, yeah, and particularly for families, um, not yeah. always, but, but for being able to give the time to my family. My daughter was important to me, um, or to us, I should say. So it wasn't going to be possible if we carried on the way we were. Um, and it goes so quick. It's yeah. a real cliche, isn't it? It goes so quick. Their it childhood does. goes too fast. I can't believe she'll be nine this year, and that's gone in a flash. So it was the right thing to do for us, and it works well. And I, I enjoy it, really enjoy it. It's great. So for the benefit of our listeners, I think most people would understand corporate work and schools and school governors, voiceovers. What's that all about? <laughs> so... Um, the breadth of, of jobs that I can do is, is really vast, actually. So I do a lot of corporate work. I've embraced, embraced, rather, I should say, my corporate roots. I thought I'd escape. So I do lots of 
e-learning, um, business to business videos, promotional videos, this is what we do type videos. Yeah. The annoying woman that you ring when you that you hear when you ring the bank, please hold, press one, press two, all that kind of stuff. And advertising. So, you know, your radio, tele adverts, all those kind of things. And I record that I have a a studio. I'm in a shed currently at the bottom of my garden that's been not in being converted. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being being cute. Well, that'd be good, wouldn't it? No, I'm at the bottom of my garden. So that is uh, that's um that's again there'll be a lot of people listening to this that that won't understand you know what that means and, and obviously for the benefit for the benefit of anybody that doesn't know us obviously we met through voiceovers or in fact there's a story there isn't it because we have only just met but in terms of of being a a professionally employed and engaged voiceover artist what does that mean in terms of your average day what are the sorts of things you're having to juggle and uh, and manage okay so um obviously you have to like any business you have to source your work. So for voiceovers, that's done in a variety of ways, but the most obvious one, I suppose, is um, auditions. So you learn about jobs through, there's various voiceover websites, or you can have an agent, which I have one in America, for example, that sends you auditions to go for, Um, or indeed companies directly. There's marketing, you have to market your service. So approach companies that do video production and what have you. So these auditions themselves, and that secures your work, not necessarily for the the next day, but that would be next week's work, for example, if indeed you were their voice of choice. Um, Then there's the jobs themselves when you get booked for a job. So you receive a script, you have to check that script, prepare the script, does it make sense? Are there any things that you need to check with your client? Need to be pronounced in a certain way? Acronyms, for example, a nightmare. Mm. Do you say DAB? Would you say DAB? Would you say DAB? Would you say in yeah. full? All those kind of things. Um, preparing the script, how you would actually perform, if you want to use that word, how you would actually deliver the piece. All of that happens before you actually walk into your booth and press record. So there's all that. We have to do our business planning. Uh, all, all of those things are part of not your daily routine, but you have to have those booked in to do. So you've got. So it feels like then, and again, for the benefit of people that um, I can't sort of picture what you do, it feels like you're managing input in terms of these auditions are coming in, or you'll, you'll get a list of potential auditions that you can you can apply for you decide to apply for mm-hmm. then you're then managing the ones you choose to go ahead so i suppose for people that work in the area of sales that's a kind of um uh, a customer relationship management sort of thing you know i'm going to progress these to the next stage mm-hmm. um and i'm going to move them on to something that i am going to audition for i'm going to keep an eye on and then as i understand it once those uh, auditions have gone live and they come back and point the finger and then say yeah it's you then yep. you're actually going into doing the actual live recording for the client, and there's a lot of work involved there as well. So that sounds to me, that feels like um, that input that you've got coming in, the auditions and the ones to go for and all that kind of stuff, I presume they don't come in bite-sized chunks. You have to be able to manage a very flexible schedule, I would say, all round in, in all of those different things, those tasks that I've, I've mentioned and that's a skill, actually. It's a, yeah. it, it is a skill. We've got all of these jobs that you, you need to do, those that can wait a little bit later. 
And I suppose when you work for yourself as well, very different to my corporate years of having to answer to somebody else. Yeah. I guess the autonomy I have could mean if I let it, nothing gets done, does it? (laughs) I choose, don't I? I choose how and when I do things. And the fact that no one's telling you what to do means that you've got to make your own mind up about actually what is the right thing to do. Yes, yes. So So how do you you prioritise that stuff then? Because let's say you have um, three auditions come in for similar jobs. Um, They all look good. They all pay well. um, But only you've only got time to do one of them. Um, I have two lists, I suppose. And I do my planning. I, I mentioned it earlier. I do my planning actually for the next week on a Friday. So that's my lo- the last thing I will do before kind of clocking off my weekend is I will plan roughly, because it always has to be roughly, it's got to be flexible. This is what I'll, I'll slot in next week. And then each day as part of my morning routine, the first thing I will do when I sit in the office is I relook at that. And I, from the auditions that have come in overnight, for example, you, you work out, you can't do them all sometimes. So if you can't do them all, you have to consider which of those are more suited to you. But that, that's, you know, that's just basic prioritization. So I, I would do that. So in my lists in the morning, I have the, these are the things I have got to do today. And these are the less important things to do. And more often than what, what happens is those that are on the second list become the first list the next day, if that makes sense. They will then become a higher priority, won't they, as the days go on. And then I have a rolling set of lists, I would say, my list queen, of all of those hats that I, I have. I kind of oversee the tasks that need to be done. And, and there's obviously deadlines, isn't there, for them that come closer. And they, they just kind of keep coming up the list. It is manageable and you just get used to your system, I suppose. I thought when I escaped the corporate world, I would ditch all of this. I was a, <laughs> I, I was a um, you know, project management trained all the jargon that you have. And, and I thought, no, 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 I, you know, I'm not doing any of that. Oh, no, I'm not doing all that. I don't have to. And actually what's and happened... And here you are, I don't, managing well, your exact, voice over project. <laughs> exactly. And, and what's happened is I do do all of those things and it's absolutely right that I use the thing, the skills that I learned. I use them, I just don't use the jargon, I guess. So I use simpler language, probably. And that's, um, for me, that that really strikes at the heart of of what we're trying to get across here because um, there are many, many people out there that do something that they wouldn't, they wouldn't necessarily label as, as complex or world-changing or, or big in terms of its magnitude. But it's the little things, isn't it? Even in, even, you know, not just in terms of, of what we do for a living, what we do with our families and what we do in our spare time and what we do to keep our creative juices going and to, you know, feel like we're moving forward with something. It's, those, it's making sure all of those little things happen. Um, that that takes us forward. And I think sometimes people separate some of the techniques and processes that you might use in the corporate world and think, well, that wouldn't apply to home life. You know, we talked to Lisa a couple of weeks ago about something as simple as... as, um, Meal planning. Yeah, preparing meals. You could say, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I smiled. Thank you, Lisa. (laughs) I smiled when she talked about meal planning, a woman after my own heart. I meal plan. You have to. But there'll be many people out there who who wouldn't do that, Not, not because... They're lazy, or, or you know, they're 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 not um, they're not considered people. They and I, I find it really in, intriguing because I think that 
you know, people will sit behind a um, sit behind a desk in a work environment and be very clear about the processes and, and you use the word systems, the systems they've got in place to um, to to get an end result, and then come home and open the fridge and, and ask themselves a question: What's for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. And it's re- I just find it really interesting that uh, that there's that kind of separation. I have a friend who's who's never worked um, in the corporate world. And in fact, she's been a stay-at-home mum, five children. Wow. And she talks, yeah, exactly. She talks as if the things that she does, you know, are, aren't event like like you've just said, aren't of any value to anybody else. The things she does, and actually, some of the routines that she has, they are, they're they're fab and they're time saving and they're things that you can share with other people and you don't necessarily realise are. Hopefully, that's the idea, isn't it, of the podcast? The things that people can share that hopefully will someone else will say, oh, gosh, I could do that, yeah. So I think that's what helps me survive. This, this, I, if, I don't, if I don't plan it and I don't kind of continue with my routine, I do have a routine and a fascinating your whole conversation about habits, that helps keep me in line. That, that's how I stay on track. So if you think about the the recording of the voiceover project as a process um, in terms of you know, the audition comes in, you you record for an audition, you're successful, you get awarded the gig, you, you, you carry on the work. And I think a lot of people won't realise that what goes on behind that to produce sometimes a 30 second piece of, of, of audio can take a whole day to get to that point, yes. given the back and forth with clients and script preparation and so on. So it is, yes. it is a bit chicken and egg uh, in terms of, of how long it's going to take. But I know that the other thing that you'll be thinking is you will want to make sure that whatever goes out there is a high standard and, and you won't want to compromise on that. That's right. So one of the things I do as well, going back to my flexible schedule and managing those priorities, and we've had this conversation before and I know you were horrified at one of the things that I do, is I Only have one. A- yeah, only well, yeah, probably, there's probably many, but one in particular um, that you could not mask your horror because it was one we actually were um, meeting in person was that I have my plan, obviously, the day before what's going to happen next next day based on mm-hmm. the information that I have to hand. But my clients are worldwide, yeah. so often what happens is that I I wake up to emails that will dictate. Um, my day changing. So perhaps, um, think of an example, a job that I've done the day before needs something changing in it and it needs changing today. Or a job that I've auditioned for, uh, I've been booked for, and actually it is an urgent one, needs doing today. So I might have planned in that morning um, a run. And it, it might be that I choose not to do that run first thing in the morning, like I usually prefer to before I start my working day, but would switch that to later on. And the way in which I determine that is as soon as I wake up, and I know and this is the bit you're horrified at, is the first <laughs> thing I do is I read my emails. Because if I don't, then I spend my first hour thinking about what might have come in and whether I need to switch my day, well, it, it, I just, would, de- I just it would determine uh, it would determine what I get dressed in because am I putting my trainers on or am you know? So I read my emails to go through and work out. Well, actually, I can't go for my run first thing this morning. 
I will have to prioritise those jobs because, like you say, I want to make sure that they're done properly, they're given the right amount of time. So it will determine my day. I read my emails as soon as I wake up. The thing I was horrified about wasn't that you read your emails. It was even I was as in bed. You wake up, is you're still in bed. You don't. You read well, them before you even get out of bed. Well, it's not immediate if I've got out of bed. <laughs> <is it? laughs> Dear me. Who doesn't? Oh, well, I don't. I wouldn't ever. I don't read my. I don't have my iPad there. In that I would read it in the middle of the night. It's charging, so that I can pick it up in the morning and then scan my emails. So, so that that's, that clearly works for you. And obviously, one of the yeah, unique it, challenges of what you do means that it's it's a moving feast in terms of when you've got to deliver some of these things by. And, you know, we both know there's a physicality to doing voiceovers. You can't you can't go out for a morning run, run straight into your booth and record something. No, <laughs> there's a bit no. of preparation for it. And actually, um, it, it going for a run eats into a significant part of my day. Yeah. Um but part of one of the things I, I changed as well as, as um, you know, doing the work that I do was about my approach, I suppose, to my health and well-being um, is equally as important, actually. If I'm not well, all these things that I've talked about, about keeping us in order and keeping us in track as a family won't happen if I'm not well. So actually, my fitness is important to that. So um, it, it, it has to be fit in. So how do you, so that's a really interesting subject because I think that, um, again, I don't see any demarcation lines between productivity, uh, and I referred to this word in a a previous podcast because um, you say the word productivity and and many people will just go straight to sleep. When I say, exactly, exactly. (laughs) It's a a corporate word. I'm on a mission to come up with a new word to replace the word productivity. So We'll call it the P word for the rest of this this conversation, <laughs> because for some people, the word productivity is, um, you know, reminiscent of yeah. cranking out widgets and getting more people to do more in less hours and that kind of stuff. And really what I mean by productivity or the P word is having some intentionality about the thing you're doing at any given time, that there's been some uh, some consideration to, is this the best thing to do with my time and is now the best time to do it? And I think... Asking that question generically, so, so coming back to your email thing, many people might say, oh my God, I'm not going to start looking at my emails when I'm in bed. And, and I've got to say, I'd agree with them, yeah. um, generally, too, actually, generally, yeah. generally. Yeah. But um, I also recognize that for you and the particular uh, demands that you have, and, and um, we'll come on to kind of the family stuff and so on, but the particular demands you have of not knowing any any day what the shape of your day is going to be, including what you can do directly you get out of bed um then that's a priority because that starts to shape your day from a productivity perspective i don't see any demarcation lines between productivity in terms of you know thinking about the the activities i want to get through in a working day and productivity around what time we have dinner what time do i sit down and have some quiet time how do i make sure that i carve some time out to spend with the kids um how do i make sure that and actually i think what you do at the end of the day is equally as important to start the day. So I've got another question for you. When when do you when do you disconnect from emails or online? How how late do you take that into your day? Yeah. See, this this is one of my challenges. Um, it's because of the the nature of the work. I have to be really disciplined about. Yeah. I call it kind of putting your full stop on your working day. 
You have to, to to be able to meet all of those things that I said at the beginning that I wanted to be able to meet, you know, have that quality family time. I have to put a full stop on my working day. That's made incredibly difficult when I know that I'm clocking off, so to speak, at three o'clock to go and do the school run and America is waking up. And America actually is a big, uh, you know, it's a, a lot of my clients, they love a British voice, don't they? A lot of my clients are American. So that all my emails start whizzing through at three o'clock when I'm saying, right, I've I've finished now. So, um, and also I could have a request um, for a, a, a directed session where people dial in and like to direct me to do a piece and more often than not, they're from abroad, so they would have to be in an evening. I just have to make sure that I build in that downtime. And I, and I think actually it's something I do achieve for the family. I, I clock off at three. I do all the things that I need to do with Jess. We work re- really hard at trying to eat meals together, um, you know, talk about each other's day, which is really, really important. You know, what's gone well, what's not gone well, you know, all those kind of things. We we do do that, I think, really well as a family. And then when I get windows like us recording now, Jess is at brownies for an hour and a half. So I don't have that that guilt that I'm taking myself away as such because she's already occupied doing something else. So I, I have to kind of be disciplined, I guess, is what I'm saying, and, and not eat into my evenings. So how do you do bit- that? How do you do it? How do you how do you make sure that you do clock off at the right at that time? Well, I, I switch my studio gets closed down is the, is the best way to do it. So if if I know there's not something scheduled in when I finish at three, I switch everything off down here in the shed. All gets closed down. Okay. The microphone has its blanket put on it, sleeping bag. All of that happens. So to actually reboot everything, it w- it would take something you know big to have come in. I have to be really, really disciplined to put my phone away. That's that's the problem nowadays, isn't it? That's the challenge because your emails come through on your phone, don't they? So how do you do that? How do you put? What do you do with your? Well, phone? I have to put it away. So when I'm with Jess, I have to put it away. I don't always achieve that. I'd be the first to admit, but I have to just have it not with me, not in your, not physically with you. So if we're in the house, for example, it would not be on my person. That's yeah. the way to do it, because otherwise you're tempted to look, aren't you? Yes. This tendency that people have to. Um, you know, I sit. We stood in the playground, and everyone's waiting for their children to come out. And mm. are people looking for their children? No, all online. Yeah, they're all looking at their phones. And I, you know, that that could be for a variety of reasons. But I put it away. Is what what I try and do. I think you've touched on something really important there. You said that you put a blanket over your microphone. Does your microphone yeah. have a name? <laughs> <laughs> you've made me think now, your microphone's got a name. You go first. Is yours? I think because we both know the answer to this. I think, don't we? I don't. I don't. No, no. I mean, as in, like a human name. Yeah. And do you anthropomorphize your microphone? What's your microphone called, Mel? Rick. Rick. I love it. I love it. And is he? And it, do, does you he, have to declare yours now because yours has got a name. My microphone hasn't got a name. <gasps> well, not that I can remember. Ooh, please, please tell me. I think, did you? I'm sure it used to have a name. My my microphone has is called Rick. Well, I, and and Rick has a a sleeping bag, as I said. Okay, it's a road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm know, I'm a f- illiterate. I'm a four microphone family, so I uh, uh, I I ha- oh, see. You could have had Huey, Dewey, and Louie, or oh, I, that's only three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could have had uh, probably 
in my case, dopey, sleepy, grumpy, oh, um, yes. bashful. Yes. yes. Yeah, that works actually because um, the the lav mic, the tie clip mic, that doesn't come out very often. So he's bashful. Pro- probably <laughs> probably the uh, the one I record the podcast on is grumpy because it's the one that gets the most use. So, okay, I just, uh, sorry, I just a slightly sidetracked there. I just, <laughs> I, I love the idea of your microphone having a name and having a blanket. I think that's perfect. And also, I, whilst we're on that subject, I have Pete in my booth. Okay. Do you, have you ever seen Pete? What, like the Irish thing you dig out of the ground? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, don't you soundproofing Pete. like every, everyone else? <laughs> T- Pete is a parrot. Oh, yes, I have seen Pete, yes. Yeah, Pete you parrot, see, it all yes. comes flooding back. For company, see, yes. it's a lonely job. It is. Yeah, well, I, as, as uh, some of the people that um, regularly look at my Twitter feed have, have seen, I have Pepper. <laughs> yes. Well, I have Bovril, but I don't you let do, Bovril yeah. in the booze because he's a bit smelly. <laughs> Bless him. He's a bit old and smelly. But no, we have something in the world of voiceover where when you're trying to be conversational, when you're asked to be conversational and you're, you're, you're you, talking to someone, yeah, you talk to Pete, Pete is my someone. Yeah. You see? Absolutely. See these little Works tricks for that me. People, Works for people me. don't know what uh, what goes into it. <laughs> Sorry. So um, we, I think what you've just said there is um, is really powerful because the physicality of 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 putting your blanket on Rick and and shutting your system down. So you have you've got to go to some effort to get your system up and running again to respond to something. To not having it just on hand, um, That's removing the point. that temptation. Yes. It would, um, it, yeah, it's that whole having to reboot the whole system. And I, I don't do it very often. I would rather, if I had seen an email and seen something come in, you learn that actually you can reply and say, that's great. I'd love to do that job, but I can't do it until tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Because it can always wait till tomorrow. They'll always tell you it needs to be done yesterday. And actually, when you challenge that or you say, yes, I can do that, but I, I'll do it tomorrow. They'll say, that's fine. Learning when to stop, learning, learning um, to have some level of discipline that, that there is an end to something and, yes. and making that. And it comes, for me, it comes back to that intentionality. I'm making a conscious decision to say the thing, whatever it does, ends at a certain time. And there's a, there's a ritual, there's a routine. And we joke about the blanket, but, but in all seriousness, that is your end of day routine. Once he's covered up yeah. and once the system's down. That's it. There is something physical that happens that marks, that's the end of that bit, and I'm going to go and do something else. And it will take something quite significant for me to say, okay, right, I'll come back and boot it all up and take the blanket off. And, you know, in your case, clearly not picking Jess up from school is not an option. So, you know, that's that's probably probably got to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, I've not really thought of it like that, but actually, yes, it is kind of, it's it's the final closure. The sleeping blanket on Rick, but it is. And the other point about um, about putting your phone away again, I think, is really interesting to explore because, yes, you know, we do have we all we all have smartphones now. We have access to literally any piece of information that you want at any time. There is now no excuse to not read an email, no excuse to not look something up, no excuse to not respond to somebody, and we end up putting ourselves in that position where we feel that we're online and connected at all times. And neurologically, our brains can't deal with that. They, they cannot manage that. And, and that causes sleeplessness and it causes people's inability to, to, to relax. And I think it's no coincidence that, you know, from colouring books to mindfulness, you know, these things are really taking a root now because people are having to make an intentional decision to say, actually, I'm going to have some downtime. 
I'm going to have some time away from online, away from my phone, away from being connected. I'm going to sit there with my eyes shut for 10 minutes and do nothing else other than pay attention to my breathing. And I don't think it's a coincidence that more and more people are, are turning to that kind of stuff because we, we've got to get away from it. Yeah, and, that, and I, I don't find that easy, Steve. I'd be the first to admit that it's, a, it's access, isn't it, to your business. Um, yeah. And you need to say, well, no, I'm not, I'm not working on my business right now. I'm doing my family thing. The bit that I don't do so well, maybe we'll come to this later, is what you've just talked about is, our, is the me, just just me. Yeah, yeah. All of, all of the things that I tend to do this for is to carve time for the family. And one thing I recognize I need to do better is to do whatever I need to do, is to carve time or whatever it is I need to do to just have time for me. Because that's important as well, it- actually, isn't it? It absolutely is, and um, I think that um, that old uh, that old statement that you see on airlines about you know put your own airbag on before you put your children's on that you are yes. no help you're no help to them unless you're looking yeah. at, and and you said it earlier about you know you know that you've got to be physically fit that's important you know your your uh, your health and well being is important not just from a role model perspective but also genuinely to make sure that you've got the energy that's necessary to do all of the various things you do with all of the various hats on you could you couldn't do that if you sat on a sofa and and ate pizza and watched telly until one o'clock in the morning and um and we all do that at some point but if that if that was you know if that was just the regular routine there's got to be a little bit of discipline around when do i get my exercise what do i put inside my body how do i convert that into energy how do i give some thought to um, to how that all works for me and my family. And the idea of, of, of focusing on yourself, for some people, seems selfish. But actually, if you take a, a step back and think, well, why is that important? Why do I need to? You know, I do, I do meditation. I try and do it every day. Mm-hmm. I do it for, for at least 10 minutes a day. Sometimes I'll sit there for an hour at weekends and so on. And part of the routine that I do, it's not just about disconnecting for myself and my own well-being but I recognize that my ability to have relationships with other people and how I interact with other people and how I affect their world is driven by how balanced I am and how centered I am and if mm-hmm. I'm off kill and I'm not I'm not thinking about the right things or taking the right things into consideration I can have a negative impact on someone else's world and certainly with fa- with family and people close to you you can do that fairly easily you haven't you haven't got to be thoughtless for very long to spoil someone's day and actually taking some time to stop and think about how do I repair myself in order to to make sure that that uh, that, that I'm 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 then able to give back in the way I want to give back is um is an interesting area and we, um, yeah it's, uh, that's one to, probably one to, one to consider yeah because one one thing I and and again I think this is something I need to do better at that that time for me because over time if you well I believe anyway if you give and give and give to everybody else. You're making yep. sure everybody else's cup is full, yep. aren't you? Yep. I forget to make sure that mine is, you know, at least half full. Um, and actually, when you're, if you don't look after yourself, you, people can have a tendency then to resent that. And actually, that's not what this is all about, is it? You don't want to resent your loved ones for giving what you're giving. But if you don't take that time to make sure that you're well... You can you can move in that direction. I feel you can start to resent the fact that everybody's drawing on your time. 
Let's take someone in a completely diff- different situation. So a busy executive guy, no family, no family ties, no kids, totally focused on his on his career and on generating a high level of income and, and all those kinds of things. Unless he's taken a step back and, and asked himself the question, yeah, but why am I doing that? Why? What's the point? What's the what's the end goal? Because you know, human beings we're teleological. We're, it's hardwired in us to to find pattern to be, for there to be reasons for there to be a reason why things happen. And and you know, different people have different views around uh, higher powers and bigger pictures and all that kind of stuff. And and that's a slightly different subject, one for maybe for a different interview. But um, you know, unless you've actually asked yourself the question, well, why am I doing this? Why am I working? 14 hour days, six days, seven days in a row. And and you can get on that treadmill, can't you? And yeah, you can yeah. you can think it's important because it's important and you convince yourself it's important because it's important and don't make yourself take a step back and say, well, yeah, but but why am I doing that? And um, I think people are, start, are starting to ask that question. So, We've talked about um, the voiceover piece and we've talked about um, where the, the day ends at three o'clock with Rick and his blanket. Um, how do you juggle that stuff and family life and home life then? So so what's important to you in terms of home life? What certain things happen at certain times? Well, I suppose the first thing as a general principle, and again, this is something that some people don't like, as a, one first general principle is if, if I see something that needs to get done, something comes in and it would be as quick to do it than it that it is to put it on a list, I would just do it. Does David make... Allen, getting things done, two-minute that... rule. Yeah, is, absolutely. Is that what that Abs- is? Absolutely. Is there a... Absolutely I knew you were going to say there with... was a proper theory for that. There's, anyway. a, there's a guy. <laughs> there's a guy. Well, anyway, uh, I follow well, that no, guy it's, then. It's a, it's a proper theory because it works for you. So, so therefore, well, that works it's, a, for me. it's a proper well, theory. Yeah. yeah, It just makes sense. If it's going to take you as long to however you collate your lists, whether that's electronically or on a piece of paper... If it takes you as long to get it on the piece of paper or in the Excel spreadsheet or on your, you know, client management tool on your app on your phone, just do it. Yep. <laughs> it's just common Absolutely sense. Absolutely agree. So the second thing, uh, I guess, is that, and this comes from my, my corporate days, um, I have a thing about never doing the same thing, if I can help it, twice. So I say, if you know, if you do something once, great, you, you do it. If you find yourself doing it exactly the same or pretty much the same a second time, is there a way to automate it? So I say once, great, twice, automate is my, my mantra. There you go. You can stick that one in your notes. So how <laughs> you, do you... I am. I'm writing while we're there talking. There you go. How do once, you, uh, great. So how do you automate things then? So, for example, oh gosh, I have, I'm the template queen. I have templates for everything. So for emails, for example, I have a whole folder that holds all my templates. So for an an audition, you're going to say the same. You're likely to be saying the same thing over and over again. Have a template for it. So you're not having to type it out again and again and again. Um, Contacts that I get. So people who just contact me and say, you know, how does it work? Template. Bring up your template. Don't retype it out time after time after time. Shortcuts. Shortcuts yep. on your keyboard. Who uses shortcuts? You know, everybody, you think you everybody said, does. You, start, you, you started to sound like you were in a training session. Did I? 
Who Yay. uses shortcuts? Who hands uses up. shortcuts? Me. Could up. all the podcast audience please put your hand up if you're currently <laughs> using shortcuts? Because if you're not, you should. How yes, much time? Has but, anybody? Come on, tell me. There's a book. Tell me. There's a man. There's a woman who's written a book. And how much time does that save us? I think. Um, I think. I, I'm, sure that, I'm sure. Whatever. there is a study. Somebody sure would have quantified study. it. Yeah. The other things about if I can have re- had, if I've got more than one paid recording job to do, have one in the bag before lunch. Because then I would always want to do the second in plenty of time. I hate it if I'm really tight with time that I, I, I want to be finished recording and edited so it's all um, tidied up however you need to send it off yeah. by half past two. So I have a half an hour buffer. And I guess that's just a, a routine that I've got into that makes me feel better. So, it, But it's a check, isn't it? It's a checking time for me that makes sure that I am completed by three. I think that's, um, I think that probably if people only take one thing away from this conversation, that building in white space, building in the space into your day, whether that's at the end of the day, the start of the day. Um, for me, if you don't build into your calendar some space to say, that's my buffer, that's, that enables me to overrun without going past my absolute deadline, or that buys me the time to be able to stop and think about what I'm doing, whether that's at the start of the day in terms of planning your day, the end of the day in terms of, you know, the gap between where your day must end. For some people, and I do this myself, I build in some journaling time at the end of the day. So so I journal what's gone on in the day, because actually, like your, like your blanket, that for me is the end of the day. Once I've done my journaling, yeah. Yeah. and I, do, I have a work one, which I do at the end of my working day, and then... As you might expect, I have a pad and pen by the side of my bed and I have, a, I have an end of day one that I do for the end of the day. And, that, and that, puts a, that puts an end to my day to say, right, this is what's gone well. This is what I need to think about. Um, if I had the day again, I'd do even better. And building in that, that, that white space. But um, interesting. You need one of those duvets. Have you seen those duvets that you, you write I on? I do have a duvet. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, the ones that you write on, uh, the ones really? that are... They come, oh, dear, yeah, no. they come with a material pen... <laughs> And so it means that you don't actually, because you're not totally waking yourself up to write on a pad. <laughs> so you can just kind of, you know, feel around for your pen and then write whatever it is that you need to write on your duvet. And then obviously it's not transferable from your duvet, but modern technology, you can just snap it on your phone, you can't can. you? That sounds like a good idea. I don't, I don't, um, I don't personally, I don't do the kind of waking up in the night and writing no. things down See, I don't, no, I generally. Don't, I don't. And I think that's partly because I've, I've found a system that works for me that, that, that means I'm rarely in 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 a place like that but actually the idea of getting a and and i use these field notes books because i think they're really cool (laughs) um but to sit there at the end of the day and write in a book with a pen and it's a pen and 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 a book that i carry around with me all day and say right this is my day this is how i feel about my day and I do some, um, some some gratitude stuff around, you know, this is what I've been grateful in my day mm. and that kind of stuff. And I think just having that end of day ceremony is, um, I find quite powerful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess we do the that kind of thing verbally. That's the, like the dinner table yes. discussion. Yeah. And it is powerful. Yeah. I totally agree with you, Steve. It's really powerful. I'm really great for kids to kind of get into that way of thinking about, you know, what, you've, what you think you've done well today. Yeah, you know? yeah. What's, yeah. And, and equally... If something didn't go so well, 
perhaps what I could do differently next yeah, time. Absolutely. You know, how would I deal with that differently next time? So I, I do. I think it's very powerful. Mel, I'm, um, perhaps I should try. I'm, I'm mindful of your time, and uh, what I want to do is make sure that we cover everything you want to cover. Can you think of anything that you do in your day? Uh, one or two things you you talked about time saving things that would be transferable outside of the outside of the the world of voiceovers what you do so are there are there habits or routines you've got that actually you've always done regardless of the environment you've worked in or things that um that make a difference for you i think i've said it once great twice automate it's <laughs> <laughs> my mantra I like, you, it. I like it i like any anything you can think of that you're you, we have that, you know, the deja vu moment. Oh, I've done this before. I've written this before. I've said that yeah, before. Yeah. I would always stand back and question, do we have something available to us that will mean I don't have to yeah. retype that or yeah. re-go and find that particular thing or document or whatever? Always take the time to question whether you can automate it. There's a tool. Everyone, someone's, someone's created a tool, haven't they, for everything. There is, and, and, the, and the, the, the downside to having these devices with us at all times means that they can be distracting, but um, as we try to, to repeat as a theme in, uh, in, in these episodes, actually making them work for you, just giving some thought to making it work for you um, yes. is, is key. Have you, have you encountered Wonderlist? No. Oh, Wonderlist is fab. We love Wonderlist in our house. So there's an app called Wonderlist, and you can use it for... You know, you can use it for sort of quite complicated task management if you if you want. We use it for one thing, shopping. So you install the Wonderlist app on your phone. So if you're standing in the kitchen and you realise that you need beans, you just mm. press press on the button, switch your phone and press on the button, type in the word beans, and it'll automatically add that onto your electronic shopping list. But the beauty of it is that it's synced across all our devices. Mm. So if I'm on my way to Sainsbury's, um, and I've already got a shopping list, and Lisa remembers we need sardines. Um, and or other supermarkets are available. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> or, uh, or, or a new blanket for our, our microphones. She can put that onto the, uh, onto the shopping list while I'm on the way. So when I get there, I've got the latest list. But the thing that I particularly like about that is that um, what it does is it, it removes the friction, it removes the gap between you realising you need something and the process of then going and getting a pen and a piece of paper and writing it on there. Now, I know a lot of people stand by, and it's the right thing to do, having a shopping list with a pen there in the kitchen, um, you know, so it's there to write on, and that works. But, of course, the challenge is that at some point, and if you're running a busy life like we do, someone's got to take that bit of paper and go to the supermarket. Yeah, and, I like and it. And at all times, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a gap, there's a disconnect between when that process of writing the list is completed. But the other thing you can do with it is you can, you can bring your lists back. So you're not starting from scratch each time. You can just say, right, here are 50 things that we get every week. So they'll always be on the list. And you're just okay. adding on the additional things. But, it's, but that, that's synchronizing across different devices. And as you said, you know, um, once is great, twice is automate. I like yeah. it. I've written it down. Um, Excellent. I love it. Wonderlist. 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 Also for, available in the show for, notes. For die Deutsche. What's, what's evident, and, and I kind of sense this is going to come out in more and more of these conversations, is where people take things that they found as, have worked for them in corporate life or work life and just apply it to their life in general. It yeah. enables yeah. them to, to get more things done. And 
you've covered all sorts. I mean, there's so much here. They will go into the show notes, but from a planning perspective in terms of never doing the same thing twice, once great, twice automate, I love it. Templates for your emails, um, keyboard shortcuts, massive fan of keyboard shortcuts. And, um, you know, it takes a second to learn it and get used to it, but that is a second well spent, um, particularly if you spend a lot of time at your keyboard. The routines bit is, um, is really cool. And, and this idea of building in the half hour buffer at the end. So you're, you're already building in that white space, gray zone, whatever it is to say, right, I aim for the job to finish there. I can allow myself an extra half an hour maximum, but then you're really clear on your, you know, your drop dead point. At that point, it stops. Um, I'm planning to get things completed by that point before, uh, before Rick gets his blanket on. I might cut out some of those references to the blankets, but I do, li- I do like it. Um, writing things down, you know, if again, if people only take one thing away, get it out of your head. Our, as David Allen says, our minds are for having ideas, not holding them. Um, Ooh, write things like down, that. get it out of your head, and get it onto a bit of paper somewhere. And this idea of this idea of at the end, at the end of the day, an often overused phrase, having a having a shutdown, um, and there's a real intentionality about the day is ending and whether that's shutting your system down so you can't then easily get back into it but i think i think for all of us it's deciding where the deadline is the day has got to stop somewhere um it has so you plan on a friday each day then you revisit that plan so you're clear in your mind about what what you've got to do that day and having rolling lists um and moving things up the priority That's fabulous, Mel. You've 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 covered so much stuff. I mean, there's even more in there. I'll get um, I'll get the rest of these uh, added into the show notes. But as I think is going to start to become a tradition, one of the things that um, from a discussion perspective we're looking at in these conversations is is waving a magic wand tomorrow and something in your life being ten percent better in terms of how you do what you do. What what would that thing be for you? I think it's been really um, helpful actually to to talk stuff through but I think what's come out of this for me is being honest about the fact that I don't I I do all of the carving all this time mm-hmm. to do the family time and I need to find a way whatever that way is to make sure I do the just me bit okay. um which I I've I've I don't do so well I know I don't do so well um and here's an example this can be a challenge. Oh gosh! I, see if I say this out loud, I've got to do it, haven't I? Um, <laughs> Depends whether it makes it makes a final go, cut. Yeah, right? no, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Here goes. So, why why is it that I manage to plan all these things so successfully to make to do everything else, but I but I can't do it for me? It's bit, is it going to be like Lisa with a laptop? That um, do I just need to open the the book for example i don't read i'd love to sit and read right. as much as i used to before mm. so do i need to open a page the front page every day in the same way that you've made lisa open a laptop for maybe next week then that'll mean i might read one page <laughs> is that the kind of thing um or no th- this is my challenge i um follow a chap called james rhodes you may or may not have heard of him he's a um a pianist mm-hmm. who his, his story is that he was not a, an academically trained pianist he, he, he came to the piano later in his his life I think some um, quite openly talks about his mental health issues mm-hmm. led him to music he was self-taught all that kind of okay. thing and he's written a book how to teach yourself 
piano and maintains that if you follow this book, if you carve 45 minutes a day is what he says, but actually if you wade through the rubbish that we do, and he says this in his book, probably spend 45 minutes online, don't we? If you follow the book for 45 minutes a day, you can play the piano in six weeks. Okay. Now, I used to play the piano, Steve. Can I play the piano now? Well, I, it's hugely frustrating. Um, so I, I, I gave myself that challenge and I'm failing miserably because for all the things I managed to achieve to carve time, I'm not, I'm not carving the me time. Yeah, yeah. So why, why is that? Why do we not achieve that for ourselves when I've, I've just talked about all the things I've talked about, the importance of it? So I need to find a way that works for me to apply, I don't know, whatever it is I need to apply to achieve the me time. It feels like there's a piece around the practicality of, you know, and obviously in the subject we're covering uh, in some of the episodes around habits and behaviours and that kind of stuff. So there's probably some of that in there. But I wonder if underpinning that, actually, it's more about your motivation and it's more about why the me time uh, gets sacrificed um, in place of the other yeah. things. And so maybe it's, maybe it's, I want to carve out some me time, but without the guilt, without, without me feeling like it's wrong for me to just do this because it's something I want to do. And I guess if, yeah, if yeah. perhaps, that, I mean, perhaps that is it, you know, I tell you, you can say it out loud, aren't you? Cause I, d I wouldn't feel guilty. No. I just, I don't think, but I still don't apply all of those things that we've talked about that, if I applied, yeah. would carve yeah, that time, yeah. wouldn't it? And I've I've certainly found, um, just as an initial response, spending 10 minutes a day, I mean, I call it quiet time you in my calendar, but yeah, meditating, yeah. actually yes. is, that's my me time and I'm disconnecting from everything. Um, so I cannot be interrupted. Um, and actually, in the scheme of it, 24 hours a day, we work, um, you know, those those people who are employed maybe work an eight-hour working day. So ten minutes out of those out of those eight hours, just to sit there and recharge your batteries and get yourself ready for your working day, is time well spent. Now, in that statement, I've just said, you know, get yourself ready for your working day because then that makes it sound like it's okay to do it um, because it's for work. But actually, the reason you you should do it is because it's important to you and, and it makes a difference to you. And I think that um, maybe maybe getting you to come up with a way of getting that time and being clear in your mind the reason that you're doing it yeah. and not worrying that that's, that's at odds with something else in your life. Yeah, I do, um, I do it for running. That's me time, I guess, isn't it? I, I yeah. carve the time to run. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, the, it's the piano. That's what I've got to achieve, isn't it? Okay. Be also, well, uh, I, think it's, I think we're coming back to um, you know, having, these, um, having these batteries that we need to recharge and having some intentionality around there's one that's about me having the resource, the energy, the creative strength to be able to go and do the other stuff. Um, and if I don't recharge that one, then I'm constantly beefing up the others. Anyway, yes, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I shall go and have a look at that and see if we can come up with something as a theme for, uh, for a couple of weeks that, um, that might help with that. There'll be an app for that, the There'll Me Time app. There'll be an app for that, yeah, the Me Time app. Can Listen, I be the Mel, voice? 
You can be. You can be the voice. You can play the piano. Uh, and then um, at the end of the recording, you can put your blanket over Rick and say goodnight. Thank I'm you. really, 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 really grateful for you spending time this evening. I know. Yeah, I, I knew you were busy anyway. Then when you came on and told me how busy you were, I felt even more guilty. Hey, it's been a pleasure. It's really, really good fun. Good. Well, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. You need to tell people where they can get hold of you. So uh, for people that are looking for that right voice, or, or that right website, by the sounds of it. Or indeed, that person's going to help them with their school stuff. Um, <laughs> where people can contact you? Well, yes, the website's the easiest one because it's got all of my different contact details on. So it's melsbritishvoice.co.uk. And on there, you'll see where you can hook up on Twitter, email, whichever way you prefer. So what's the website address, Mel? melsbritishvoice.co.uk. And you're on Twitter? I am. Do you have a? Um, do you have any other social media presence in terms of the voiceover stuff and so on? LinkedIn, you do that. I do LinkedIn, yes. So again, Mel's British voice. Super. Well, listen, I'm really grateful. Thank you ever so much. What have you? Uh, what do you now need to do with the rest of your evening? Well, um, probably go and say good night to my daughter. What time is it? Yes, it's uh, bedtime. She'll be back from brownies. She'll be back from brownies. Yeah, and waiting under strict instructions not to come down and run in whilst recording so <laughs> yeah. uh, no, well, go and say good night i shall uh, i shall go and do the same with my uh i'll go and see what members of the family are out there i don't i don't know who's there yet i'll find out when i go out there <laughs> so that was mel and i chatting about the challenges of working with a changing schedule juggling a busy family life and the perils of reading emails from your bed i hope you found it interesting and useful if you did please let us know either by a review or rating on iTunes or chat to me on Twitter at Sharp Podcast or at the website at sharppodcast.com. I'll put some notes in the show notes of the ideas and solutions that Mel shared with us and I'll start thinking about how we can help her solve her getting better challenge in the area of planning time for yourself without feeling like you're disrupting everything else or feeling guilty or selfish. So I'm going to go and do that. I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. I need to make sure that I press stop and not erase. <laughs> I've never had an audio file this big. I'm not quite sure what to do with it. I'll treat, treat it with some reverence. <laughs>